good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 22nd of March, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, I am going to start today's show off with a little question for you. I'm going to start it uh, off with, I want Pistons, Pistons fans should probably yell at you for their performance on Sunday night as we're oh. recording after this against the Bulls. Um, you, due to prior due to your schedule, missed the last two games, yes, in which I did. the Pistons I was played up. two very good games, and then you caught tonight's game, in which they didn't crack ninety and shot twelve point five percent from three. So, I don't know if it has anything to do with you watching and not watching, or you wearing a Milwaukee Bucks shirt right now as we record this, there or being in the Milwaukee Bucks Twitter bracket. I, I think there the fans. I think there are some fans that want your seat. Um, and maybe appreciate your team a little bit more. Weird. The Pistons played really well against the COVID squad Raptors, guys who just got back together. Yeah. Weird. The The Pistons played well against the Houston Rockets, a team that has now lost 20 consecutive games. That's <laughs> that's a little weird to me. Um, no, it is a little bit annoying to me, though, uh, that like I missed the Sadiq game. I missed the Jeremy Grant dagger. Um, well, you can just go back and watch the game. It's not the same. When I know the ending, it just it's not the same. Um, you know, the 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 Frank Jackson game, which I actually we're gonna get to Frank Jackson here in a little bit. Uh that annoyed me a little bit. Um, you know, missing some really fun performances from certain guys. Like from what I read, uh Seku actually showed a l- some flashes against Houston. Kinda bothers me that I didn't get to see that. And uh, you know, maybe what you yourself, James, would determine uh, or consider flashes not totally the same as what no, a lot no, no. of fans I was, would. I was trying to think back. You know my okay, cause, bad. sorry, because the face you were making was I was just That was me sure. that was me doing the Undertaker eyes, rolling it back into my <laughs> head trying to think about the, the like Houston. Doctor game. Strange. Yeah. Um, the Houston game was in Houston. Yes, he he did some things in the Houston. He okay. did some, yeah, he did a few things in the Houston game. Yeah, I couldn't remember right. if it was that or the Toronto game. Yeah, Houston. So game there you go. Right. So like, it is annoying to me that I that I did miss uh, some stuff. That that is honestly just always how it goes with me. Like I could run down a list. Um, do you remember Blake Griffin hit like a three down the stretch against Houston in 2018 or 2019? It was a really big game at home against Houston. I actually missed that. Um, because I was at work. The uh, DeMar DeRozan like game-winning dunk against Detroit a few years ago on ESPN, I missed that because I was at work. Like It is a real thing that if I'm not watching the game, something important is going to happen. Yeah. Um, am, I, am I surprised that you know we lost to the Bulls tonight? Not really. I'm glad that it wasn't explicitly because of Zach Levine this time. Um, but, uh, you know, it feels good to get back on the losing track. feels like with Houston sort of in the mix now, we kind of need to lose a little, little bit uh, how do more. I word this week? Yeah, I was gonna say stronger, <laughs> but more is just the right word. Um, I wish people could see you right now. Like you're a a neon suit jacket away from looking like a 1980s Miami drug lord. Like you got the earring going right oh, now on one ear, the the yeah. cross, the hanging cross, the, the dangling cross. Yeah. You're not, you're swagging, my man. Yeah, I respect uh, it. Um, Straight out of night at the Roxbury, you're close. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, yeah, um, I, I, when you first pointed this, like when you first said that you wanted to say something, I figured you were just gonna be like th- that. I'm wearing a a buck shirt. I was worried that that's what you were going to say, and then you did end up airing it out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I look good. I noticed um, it the whole time, but no, you know, I am. I have to wait till we're recording to, to right. bring it out. Yeah. Um, my question for you, just yes. to. Uh, this isn't I'm not I wasn't fed this question okay I don't want you to think I was but um 
the last time that you played your dad in horse, who won? <laughs> did my hold on? Did my dad hit you up? No. That's no. funny. My dad's a I'm little more lie. active on I'm Twitter not... than he has. Like, it's weird. Like, I think I recently, like, started following my dad within the last year. Like, I didn't know he was active on Twitter. And then now that I follow him, like, he's very active in Michigan State basketball Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So he didn't tell you the whole story, right? No. Nah, yeah. So he obviously, he messaged me. He goes, hey, you should ask James. Just ask James what happened. I was like, I'm going to leave the show with that. So, yes, uh, he... Papa Edwards did feed me that one. But he didn't tell you the whole story? No, he just said to ask you that. All right. I, of course, he left it out. So story time with James is coming early. Last time I went to last time I went to Denver because we didn't get to go. We did go last year, but we didn't play last year. Two years ago, we we were in Denver for a couple days. It was the same as the birthday weekend story that I told you about um, last podcast when I spent my yep. birthday in or maybe actually not that year. It was the year after. I don't know. Whatever. Um, me and my dad went to his gym where he works out. They have a basketball court and we played horse. Of course. We ain't playing one on one no more. He knows that he'll tear an Achilles with his. I'll hit him with a hezzy and it's over. <laughs> so he played. Uh, I'm gonna say this because my dad will be happy. But so my dad played college ball, junior college, um, at Southwestern in Michigan. Okay. <coughs> it's no longer a school. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he played played in Flint High School. Ended up going to play junior college. Um, so he thinks he's sweet, and he and he can't shoot. Like, it's beautiful. That's where I get it from. I, I get my jumper from my dad. I'll give him that. But he didn't tell you that I was up two games to zero on horse. Mm. And then I kind of just started shooting ridiculous because it wasn't – it was like the first time we'd played since I was probably a teenager. Like, we just would always just shoot around. We stopped playing, like, competitive yeah. games. And I felt bad. I'm like – I don't want to see my dad like this. Like, let me do some oh. trick shots. And he came back from 3-2. Like, I, w- I was up 2-0 in horse. Don't we make your dad of, out we to be some make-a-wish kid. Like, it he was, gave you it buckets, was, it was and that's true, fine. No, it was truly a make-a-wish donation. <laughs> remember those? So, it's basically, it remember those? boring. Uh, I was kicking his ass. Remember, like, uh, the you, you, you're getting ready for school. You can't go to the bus yet because the My Wish thing on SportsCenter was playing where they get to meet, uh, like, Carson Palmer or something like that. It was, like, always the best. Yeah, it was always the best. It always tugged at the the hard strings. Yeah, those were always great. Um, And that's just – that's what this sounds like. I'm going to say – You ever seen the Chappelle skit when they did that and he went and played – he went and played NBA Street Hoops with Lil Billy? In the hospital, yeah. That was me. (laughs) I was Chappelle and Dad was Lil Billy. And I was making him believe for a little bit and I told him to pick these sticks up. (laughs) <sighs> that's you know what I I I that's funny that he hit you up that's that's actually comedy that's well because I followed him because he tweeted the picture of a young James Edward the third and I was like oh this has to be his dad surely yeah. and it is luckily yeah he, he messaged me and I was like yeah that's a great great story he likes to, you to he's hear. a fan of, of you on the pod thank you it's James Edwards the second I presume junior yeah well I'm sorry yes James Edwards junior so, so not senior so just thank you I'm just gonna keep calling him Papa Edwards that's what I'm gonna there keep calling go. thank you thank you Papa Edwards um I I want to. <laughs> That's funny. So your guy Josh Jackson had a pretty rough game tonight against Chicago. Started 0 of nine. Um, got one to fall in the second half. Don't remember when it was. Not a great night for him. Conversely, no. someone that we talked about it was the uh, the Houston game. Frank Jackson went off. I think he had like 22. The way that you don't enjoy watching Josh Jackson play, I just don't enjoy the Frank Jackson experience. Let me let me let me not let's not say like that. It's not that I don't enjoy watching Josh Jackson play. I, there, 
I don't want to be sound that harsh. It's more so Josh can do things. He can do things to make him his game more efficient that I just don't think he can do. Mm. That I think he's okay. willing to do. Like I, I think today was a great example. Missed a lot of kickouts trying to finish at the rim, and in 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 the midst of trees, like they packed the paint. Yeah. Chicago did, and the the whole team didn't do a great job of kicking out. But Josh, I think, was the leader of the pack. And then there's just those moments where it's usually not this bad, but it's like one good Josh Jackson game, one and a half good Josh Jackson game, and then a game like this. Um, I understand your Frank Jackson uh, point. I can understand not liking watching him play. Um, well, if we want to be positive, I can frame it in a way in in a way such as you just did. I can do that if you'd like. No, do whatever you want. I just wanted to clarify. It's not that I don't like watching Josh play. It's that Josh is a guy who you, you watch those guys that are a couple tweaks away from being very efficient players. Sure. And those guys kind of drive you not wild, but it's like, oh, I wish he would just do this less or do You're this right more. There, so right there. And, and, yeah. and it irritates you a little bit more. It's not that he irritates me. It's just that I can see there are flaws that I don't know if they're correctable. Sure. Uh, the thing about Frank Jackson that I don't love, uh, we're not, I'm not calling him a point guard anymore because he's not. That's just not what he is. Uh, I get really just exhausted with these um, bring the ball up the floor, give it to Mason in, in the high post, take the handoff, uh, go downhill – then dribble out, Ish Smith style, take five or six too many dribbles, and then throw up some inexplicable shot that's going to get back iron, and then you're back on the other end of the floor. Feels like, and I tweeted this, like I don't, sometimes I don't know who he is, but I hate it. Like, I think I Frank's wasn't, trying to still figure out who he is. For sure. And had I, had I been able to watch the Houston game, I haven't even gone on, like, advanced stats to even just watch, like, the shot chart, you know. It was cash. Um, it? Yeah, yeah, it was his three ball that was – if you think he hit four, all four of yeah. his attempts. Yeah. Um, I don't hate those. Like, he's a really fun uh, corner shooter. But sometimes just he just – the what's the phrase? You dribble the air out of the basketball. That's yeah. Frank Jackson to me a lot of the time, and that sometimes just rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Um, so I'll be curious to see what happens with him moving forward. Uh, but we're kind of in this position right now where it's like, okay, we're moving towards the trade deadline and we're, we're just kind of, we're counting the hours a little bit. Um, you know, and like Wayne not playing tonight kind of bummed me out. Delon was, I guess, fine. Wayne did say something interesting, which could just be, uh, covering, like he's, he's said it before, before guys got traded and that's just him. All coaches do this, just covering your tracks. Somebody asked him about not having a guy like Wayne when you can't shoot, like, when you have shooting nights like tonight, he's like, yeah, when we get Wayne back, blah, blah, blah. So he did say when we get Wayne back as if he anticipates hmm. Wayne playing, which, again, could, well, we have could two, not we have, I mean, we have two games before the deadline, so he could just mean for those games. Yeah, he could. No? I would imagine. I don't know the severity of his injury. I assume he actually is injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm curious to find out if Wayne plays before the deadline too. So it's not like a Derrick Rose, oh, I got a, I got a tummy ache. Either that, <laughs> I mean, they could have just realized they didn't really do a good job of hiding that one, and this is yeah. they did a better job of hiding this one. Apples and oranges. And people, yeah, people, people are aren't care. digging for a Wayne Ellington right. trade. Right, exactly. Like we were for um, the Derrick Rose trade. It's been a few weeks since we've done our Monday segment, our, our start of the week segment, uh, questions I'm tired of answering. So if you don't mind, I would actually like to supply you with one because it's one that I actually kind of want an answer to. Yeah. 
Uh, I may have missed something. I've been working a lot lately. I, you know, maybe I missed an update or something, so I apologize if I did and I turn into one of those people. But if it hasn't been addressed... Is Hamadou Diallo playing? When? When? Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, we know each other so well. This mm-hmm. this virtual well, it's just kinetic again, energy. Well, I knew I knew he, I know he's dealing with the groin thing. I know he's been out for a while already. Like yeah. this isn't some new thing. That's why I'm not really, you know, itching to see him because I know that it's going to be a process, but I also kind of want to know like should I be expecting maybe around the time that Killian comes back in like 2-3 weeks? Should I be expecting, you know, maybe in a week? Like I don't know what the timetable here is. Uh, yeah, I don't know and I'm not sure if the Pistons know. Um if so, they're keeping under wraps cuz Dwayne said pregame he doesn't have a timetable for Diallo's return. Okay, and then I, I think it was the before the game today that Rod was tweeting that he was you know kind of out doing some light work. Uh, yeah, he was. He's around. been running pre games. Yeah. Okay, so, so he's out encouraging, there. Yeah, right? and like I, I think he plays this year. Yeah. Do I think that's it's this week? All I wanted to hear. Yeah, I think yeah. he plays this year. I would think so. Okay. Um, can I ask you a weird trade question? I I know we've yes. done a lot of trade stuff this last like week or so. Before we go on, um, can I plug a story? Yeah. So yes. if you're listening to this right now on Monday, go to The Athletic. I did a Detroit Pistons trade deadline guide. Everything that you need to know about the Pistons regarding the deadline. Um, I have in there stuff I've heard, which some I mean, most of it's out there, but stuff I've heard, most likely to get traded, will get traded, won't get traded. And then I put three trades that I'd like to see get done, or three trades I like. So it's just a package of, okay. of draft stuff to get you ready um, for what could be knowing – what Troy's done so far could be a crazy week, but it, it'll be your one-stop shop. So go to The Athletic, go to my Twitter page, find that. Right now, subscriptions are only a dollar a month. So if you're not yet subscribed, like jump on that now before it's gone, and you can subscribe to that $1 per month through that story. So find that story, click on it, and subscribe through there. Man, so that Black Friday deal wasn't very Black Friday after all. I, I, I no, feel it was, but we're doing March Madness one. Okay, that's fair. We usually do, um, too, yeah. So, for the second time in a week, there's a rumor that comes out about the Pistons that is a little bit weird. First, uh, last week we hear the Pistons have kind of looked around. Did I say one? I'm sorry. I meant to say that there was two. Um, In the last week, there have been two guys that were kind of like, wait, what? First one was um, Aaron Gordon. We were like, oh, Pistons are connected to him in some way. Maybe they just made one phone call, but the name, it's still weird. Uh, The one that came out as of this recording uh, today, Victor Oladipo. Now, you and and I... John Collins. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see that. Yeah. The Pistons, in, according to, I think it was Kevin O'Connor, reported the Pistons have inquired about John Collins. And before we go any further, I just want fans to, one thing I wish fans would do is not take everything at face value. Not take everything the Pistons have shown interest, the Pistons have been linked to. That simply could mean that the Pistons called and asked what the price is. Yeah. Or the team called the Pistons and they said, we do this. And they said, let me think about it. Then they call teams talk all the time. Whenever you say, whenever you see interested in have called about, it does not always mean that it's even remotely close to happening. That's the front office's job is to find out the value of players around the league and to find out the value of their players. So right. a lot of people get excited at any single time. Pistons have shown interest in player X. It, it it could be on a scale of 1 to 10, it could be a 10 where it's like legit and it's like they're working on something and it, it's likely to get done to a 2 where it's, oh, what do you want for this guy? Oh, okay, thanks. Bye. And yeah, some of these see, teams, last thing, I'm sorry. You also have to remember that these other teams are trying to increase the value of their player. 
So yeah, maybe maybe Detroit. I'm not saying they did or didn't. I'm saying what if Atlanta? Hey, Detroit calls up Troy. Hey, we're trying to up John Collins's uh, trade value, and you said, and Troy, you said that we can't restore, and you made a mockery of us. So do you mind as a favor? Just can we say that you guys have pursued John Collins heavy, so we can up his trade value? Like stuff like that happens. Like teams might put maybe they lie even and say, hey. Huh. It, it's all about getting the most value. If, if it sounds like there's a bidding war out there, then the team that actually does want it might up their pot. You have so to just, just consider all that bit. stuff. You, yeah, don't just take everything at face value. That's really interesting. And, yeah, that's why even with the – I think I even just said it for um, – And that wasn't directed at you. That was, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. No, I know. Like maybe they just made one phone call and that's it. Like you said, it's they're just doing their due diligence and at the end of the day that really – could and it, it could be something, but I'm saying there's also an alternative, and everybody always wants to jump to, oh, it's happening. Just there's always an al- there's alternatives for everything. My question to you is why, Aaron Gordon and Victor Oladipo? Why? Because you and I talked a little bit this morning. Um, this is why. This is what I love about you. This is what I. If, if people don't know this, I've I've kind of talked about it a few times. James is a very good um, uh, talker, offer of ledges. And you look at certain situations from the angles that are necessary, where I always look at it strictly in a basketball sense, but you sort of take into account um, the, the, the factors that maybe not everybody's thinking of. Uh, one, Oladipo from the DMV. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why people saw the, the clip thing. of uh, him and Jeremy and him and Sadiq yep. after. Him and Jeremy went to the same high school, and yep. Sadiq is from, Sadiq's from Maryland. Or yeah, uh, I think he's from North Carolina. No, I think Dennis is North Carolina. Sadiq, well, either way, Sadiq played AAU in DC. He's from Maryland. Mm. It's also worth noting Troy Weaver um, is from was in OKC. Yep, when Oladipo was there, was also part of the front office that and is from the shipped DMV. Them to Indiana. Right, of course. Um, it's weird though, and uh, Zar Zar Turner pointed this out on Twitter. Took a screenshot of it. He put on Instagram on the Palace of Pistons Instagram story that same video you were just talking about Oladipo viewed it weird did he that's weird it's a little bit weird well I'm not did they tag Oladipo in it I don't know but even if they did kind of weird still why why would you know what I mean guys anyways my question to you why Gordon I wouldn't get just because it his contract and unless they change their their uh, path and plan, their year plan, I I just don't see Gordon. Oladipo, I can understand that one. Let me try to explain. Maybe you can get him for cheap. He's has, I mean, he's been off his injuries. He hasn't been himself for a few years. Um, He expires at the end of this year. Maybe you give a trial run for this year. You're you're helping him. Maybe you get something in a di- I doubt it because he's an expiring. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I guess I don't it's see. It's weird. It's hard to rationalize. It's hard it. unless they like him and know they know they might be able to get him for a good price. Because I mean, he does. Oladipo at his if he can get to his best, fits exactly what the Pistons are trying to do. 
Um, if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk right now. The biggest thing with him is exactly what we talked about this morning. He turned down a two-year extension worth $45.5 million a few months ago, yeah. right? And if you turn that into four-year money, that's around $90 million. And you were always you were saying this morning that you were worried about what you would ultimately have to pay him. So I said, uh, because you correctly pointed out that he probably wants the years, because as you also just pointed out, um, he can't really stay healthy, and that could be a big reason why. So I said, well, would you give him the Reggie Jackson special? Would you give him the 5 for 80? And you still said no. So I just wonder. The, the, the cat's kind of out of the bag. It's it's an open secret that he wants to be in Miami. I don't really know that Miami can give him 5 for 80 or 4 for 90. So uh, it's a weird situation to be in. Um, and I, you know, I tried to fire up the trade machine. I sent you, like, one, and it was weird. And that's the, that's the thing that. with having a... You didn't because you replied to it. Oh, we had a conversation about it. The, did you um, send me the trade? Mm-hmm. I had, yeah. a, I had a long day. I was actually out in your neck of the woods. Scared. I was very scared. Um, you were in Chicago today? No. Oh, I'm sorry. You were in Howell. I was in you Fenton. In my cousin, halfway, we she wanted to play golf for her birthday. And uh, we met in Fenton. and I played nine holes before the game. All right. So you sent me Victor Aladipo from Magruder, Ellington, Sekou, 2024 first and a 2021 second. Yeah, and I don't even like that. But here's the thing. Yeah, here's I'm just what not the problem up is. any first. Right, and, but here's what the problem ultimately is. It's difficult to make trades for guys like that when you have a general manager who is as fiscally responsible as Troy Weaver is. There's not a lot of big contracts on this team. The biggest one, you're not moving it, Jeremy Grant. So you go down the list. Do they want Plumlee? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Um. Do they want a lot? I don't know. So you just kind of got to throw together this weird hodgepodge of players. I think Houston whatever. definitely wants Jeremy. Well, yeah. And I think that's where the Oladipo talks came from. That's interesting. If I had to guess. But Their contracts still, are close. You know, Maybe no. Houston gives back that pick, that future first-round pick, and another. And I, I just still don't see Detroit doing it. It's a big swing and a miss for Detroit if you pull the trigger on something like that. Um, I want to ask you, so March Madness is, is underway right now. Um, you're a busy man. Have you been able to, to catch a, a good handful of games? I have only seen Oklahoma State's first round game and mm-hmm. USC's first round game. And you want to know what the secret there is? It's kind of all you need to be <laughs> yeah. watching. I mean, like there are some it's, great It's upsets. tough like, to I, watch when State's not in it. It's just not as fun. I got a lot of... A lot of tweets about um, Jaime Jaquez. Got a lot of tweets about that guy from UCLA. Yeah. There's some fans? People were like, that's going to be uh, – no, because they all thought that he was going to be a Motown No All-Star. And I was like, oh. I don't know that he's going to make it to the league. That was a, that was a tough game to watch. Um, I didn't really want to talk about it. But – so if you haven't watched – and I guess if you haven't really been watching too many of the games, and I don't totally want to get into it, how much do you know about Justin Preston? James Preston, right? No, it's Justin. Is it Justin? Is that so? I found out today, like he was a part of Pistons. Tw- like he was a he wrote for Detroit Bad Boys or something. <laughs> no, he wrote for Piston Powered. He wrote for us, I, not us. I just found I that out today. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Did I say? Did I say Justin? I meant Jason. Jason. Yeah, that's what it is. Jason yeah. Preston. I'm sorry, we were both wrong. Yeah, I, I found out about you. the. I saw his name a few weeks ago, and I didn't understand why people were talking about him. And then today, I saw that he was like a blog boy, and mm-hmm. uh. I didn't mean that with no disrespect. I hope nobody took offense to that. Um, I just didn't. Yeah, that was crazy to see. Grew grew up a Pistons fan, wrote about the Pistons in high school or something like that. 
Yeah, like three people dug up tweets from like four years ago. He was like tweeting Keith Langloy and like um, Goodwill. Yeah, um, I sit next to it every game. So he's really fun to watch. Like really, really fun to watch. I, I saw one tweet that was compar- comparing him to Halliburton, and I was like, okay, let's slow down a little bit. The tweet was like, he's a better playmaker, he's a better rebounder. I don't know about all that, <laughs> but any guy who hoops in a t-shirt, I respect. Do and you don't know? hoop in a t- if you don't if you hoop in a t- in a t-shirt, you can play. You can flat out play. Yeah. Name one that can't. Name one that can't. I, I feel like it's a. I feel like it's either one way or the other. You're either really nice or you're you're trash. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Maybe like maybe like the you know the thirteenth guy. He's wearing a t-shirt just because he, he's a, a he's a he perspires a lot, and that's kind <laughs> of it. That's the only reason that he wears it. Or maybe he's like or Andre he Drummond and his shoulders are yeah exactly. Um, but he's really fun. Like just on both ends, he he looks really small, but he's six four, but he's one hundred eighty seven pounds, so he weighs as much as me. He's just what five or six inches taller. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have. I need to check the floor. Out, really Ohio well. Ohio has another game. They play tomorrow, right? Or they play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... they play tomorrow. You see, yeah, same as uh, USC. They play on Monday, the twenty second. That's tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Or today? Yeah. So maybe I'll check that out. I haven't seen. I haven't had a chance to see him play. I want to ask you a question because we, I, I talk a lot about draft guys on this team, um, or, or on this podcast. I mean, but you don't really give your thoughts maybe as much as I think people would like. So I'm going to give you the floor here, but I'm going to ask you a very specific question. I'm not going to say. You know, what's your hierarchy? What's your top three favorite for Detroit? I was watching the Bulls game tonight. I was thinking about Evan Mobley, who I do have something I, I want to say about him. But um, do you think, you know, uh, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, When you Jaylen said the Suggs, Bulls, I thought we were about to get into Archie Denacho no talk. No, but you were also wrong about that, and we can talk about that. No, we had and and Jonathan Kaminga. Dude, you literally lied to me on Twitter and said, no, I said he wouldn't play in Detroit. I went back and listened he to the tape, even, and I – He doesn't even really anyways, play in Chicago either. Anyways, or Jonathan Kaminga. Those five guys, do you think any of those five would impede – anyone's anyone on Detroit's ability to be better like do you think Jonathan Kaminga takes away from Sadiq Bey do you think Mobley takes away from Isaiah do you think Cade takes away from Killian do you think there's anyone who you kind of think this is going to be like the worst case scenario for this player if if that question makes sense I it's think, a loaded question no it's a good question I think the Cade and Killian thing could be very interesting um because I think Cade is going to be a guy you, at his powers. You want the ball in his hands, scoring, playmaking. You want him to be the facilitator. With that said, it's going to be a lot of off-ball Killian. And if Killian can't develop his jump shot, um, you wonder what his his destiny is, not, not only with the Pistons, but going forward. Um, I mean, not only as a starter, but I mean going forward with the organization, like as the uh, six man out. Going to turn into Seku is, real quick. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say kidding, all that. I'm kidding. But like maybe he's uh, your backup guard if he can't play alongside Kate, or maybe he's they do something else with him. And I'm, again, this is way too early to say. Like Killian hasn't played seven games. What I'm saying is if Kate is on this team, Killian's going to have to improve his jump shot to to play to start to be alongside him. Um, Kaminga. Can I just make a quick a quick point to that? Yeah. De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton figured that out quick. Yeah, but they're neither ones I wouldn't call a terrible shooter. I mean, Halliburton's a good, a really good shooter. I don't. 
What's yeah, I think I think that just sort of the terrible shooter thing just kind of ties back to the seven games thing. Right. Of course, I'm not going to say he's a like I need this. I know his shot needs work and it's needed right. work, but I'm not going to okay. write him off now. De'Aaron Fox from three is um, I want to say one. Is he only 31? 41. No, he's that's a guess, by the way. Thirty two point seven. So thirty three. Oh, wow. OK. So not yeah, great, but like him. not. But you can. But Halliburton with third together, he Halliburton's off the ball. Mm-hmm. Um. Kaminga, I still think there's a world in which you could play. Maybe you can't play Sadiq at the two, but I I want to see it at least where you could play Sadiq at the two, Kaminga at the three, and Grant at the four. Um, I want to see that. Mobley gets interesting because the Stewart the Stewart Plumley minutes very there limited. Thank you. Very limited tonight or Sunday night against the Bulls. Um. He even admitted he just has to get the. He's never played power forward before. Has to get the feel right. You assume Isaiah because he's just a ball player, and can shoot as we've learned over the last few weeks. And I've learned. I, I need to pat myself on the back. You, you man, I, I, I've said it a few times. I give you all the credit in the world. Thank you. Because thank you. you were one of the first people. Um, sort of within our community to be like, watch out because this is a part of his game that if you don't know about it, you're going to figure out pretty quick. And, and it was just all for me watching him during pregame shootarounds because, again, we don't mm-hmm. get to see anything in practice right now with pandemic. Yep. We're never at the facility. Everything's through Zoom. So yeah, I'm going to pat so myself on the back on that one. Very good job. And uh, I said it would very... be sooner rather than later, too. I didn't think it would be like way down the road. I thought it would develop slowly throughout the year, and we'd see it this year, and we're starting to see it a lot yep. more now. But Knocked yeah, down another three three tonight. Um, another like elbow jumper has a has a higher career three point percentage than Steph and Steve Kerr and Ray Allen and Clay Thompson talk and about all it. these guys. Yeah, talk so, about it. Um, no, it's really fun though, and I know Casey's like we're not going to be drawing up plays for him from three, but like if he catches it, you know he can put it up, and it's just kind of whatever. And he does, man. Yeah. And every time he does, it's just like you think it's in. I've I'm at the point now because he's made so many. Mm-hmm. And they look good when you're – there was only one in the Houston game that was way off. But even the one he missed tonight was on. It was just either – I think it was yeah. a little too short. But, like, I'm thinking they're all going in at this point. Anything within the arc that he's shooting a jumper, I think is cash. Beyond the arc, yeah. I'm like, I think that's going in. Christian Wood who? <laughs> all right, anyways, go ahead. Jonathan Kaminga. Or, no, you uh, Mobley and, and Isaiah playing yeah. the four and all that. We got to find out if Isaiah can play the four because I don't think they want Isaiah's destiny to be off the bench. I mean, of course, he could still come off the bench and play a lot of minutes and have a big role. Like, people need to get the starting and bench stuff out of their heads. Like, that doesn't mean that you're not part of the future or part of the plans if you don't start. Um, he can very well come off the bench and play 23 minutes a game. But Mobley, if they can play together, that's a win. Like, that's what you want defensively, those three uh, including Jeremy Grant, would be a sight to see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's definitely – Isaiah's going to have to change. He's going to have to adapt if Mobley comes in, just like Killian will have to adapt if Cade comes in. Um, Sadiq will have to adapt some if Kaminga comes in. But I think the Kaminga and Sadiq, I think there's a way to work that out a little bit more seamlessly than the, the other ones. So you kind of left two people out, so I'm assuming you kind of just said the three guys that you're hoping for. Well, not that I'm hoping for, but who else did you say? Uh, Suggs and Green. Well, yeah, Suggs. I mean, you can put in the same camp. Could we'll make he's a point guard, so mm-hmm. th- that'll make things interesting. And then Green, I think he slots in the easiest. He the the team needs a two guard. 
I was just going to say, I actually think that if Mobley and, um, and and Kate are off the board, I think Jalen Green's probably the safe pick if you're Detroit. I mean, so if you were going you for that. fit, quote-unquote fit, which I don't uh, – some Pistons teams have passed have done that. I don't think Troy's going to do that. The fit is Jalen Green. 100%. You know, I've I, – I've, you know this. I've, I've had a lot of like internal monologues about Jalen Suggs before. Why don't I say something nice about him? He can change speeds mm-hmm. at an absurd rate. He's a good ball player, yeah. And I am a little bit weary because I've always I've had like a long history of not believing in Gonzaga guys. I don't like Kelly Olynyk. I recognize that he's pretty good, but I don't like Kelly Olynyk. Um, obviously, Adam Morrison is probably. I think is it is Jalen Suggs. He's probably going to be the highest Gonzaga Austin guy Day. since since Morrison. And, you know, there's Austin Day. I do like Rui Hachimura, but I, I've i said this to my brother the other day. I don't consider Rui um, a Gonzaga guy. I just consider him an international guy from Japan. That's fair. I think, I think Gonzaga was just like, you want to play here? And he's like, sure. And then he just went to Spokane, and then that was it. I don't cons- he, He's one and done, and he's gone. He's not a Gonzaga guy to me. Um, surely there are some other guys that are missing. But anyways, I'm going to say this about Mobley. Watch him rebound. He rebounds like Steph Curry. I know he's like a foot taller than him. Yeah, what does but he that rebounds mean? he rebounds like a guard. I don't know how to describe it, but he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't rebound like a, a guy who's like seven one. He doesn't rebound like Andre Drummond. Like he chased down, like he does. I, I he doesn't snatch the ball off the rim. He yeah. just kinda I, it's not that he lets it come to him, but like he doesn't get it at its apex. It's so weird if you watch him. I'm really hoping someone can articulate it better than I can. But I was I, I watch him and it just I see Steph Curry. It's <laughs> so weird, um, and it just gets me really excited too. You know why? You know what Jaylen got you Green, excited was when they put him in the pick and roll as the ball handler. Yes, I got you. Very I did text you about that. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was he my, can't play the three. My ass. See this shit? And one. I don't remember anything that I said. <laughs> no, you but didn't even say if that's any not of that. what Even if that's not what it was. No, you I, did say he can't, probably, play, he can't play the three. You did say that. The other yeah. stuff was sauce. Um, I just, man, I just really enjoy it. I know people, I, when, anytime I do my Mobley thing, well, you should want Kate. I do. But you shouldn't put all your eggs in that basket. You have to, you know, become a little bit uh, well versed in some of these other guys in case something happens. In case we, in case we fall, which you know, I would assume that we will. Um, so we'll see. Right now, I think Mobley is. You know what? I'll just say it right now, and he's I'll give favorite. myself time. Just, to, fine, yeah, he's so. he's my guy. He's he is to me one of the best unicorns that have come out of the coming into the draft in a considerably long time. Can I give you a really weird hypothetical? Of course. We never have guys who are like, all right, he's going number one. They never really skip the tournament. I feel like there's always, sometimes there's always a conversation about like, eh, he might skip the tournament just because, you know, he wants to save his body, preserve it for the draft. Um, you mean like they do in football where they'll sit out bowl games? Bowl games, exactly. Like Christian McCaffrey, I'm pretty sure, did that. Yeah. So that's a, that is a perfect example. Thank you. You don't really have that with the tournament because in a lot of instances, um, guys can boost their stock. Let me ask you this. I know that with the aforementioned five guys, um, Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga aren't in the tournament. They're in the G League, uh, so they're done. But um, You said they're dumb? Done. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not playing right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, between uh, Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley. Let's say that Cade was like, I'm good. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm probably going number one. I don't need to play. If USC or Gonzaga made like a deep tournament run, could you see them overtaking Cade as like? And obviously, this is this is dead and gone because Cade is obviously playing in the tournament. But just for the sake of it, do you think that there could have been a world where they overtook Cade Suggs, as no. the prohibitive favorite? No. Okay. Suggs, no. Oh, Mobley's interesting. Um, the answer is probably yes. I still think Cade is the number one pick, and I don't. I think it's going to happen. And I. I agree. I think though, if USC wins two more games, they get to the Elite Eight, or they get further. There's a world when we get near draft time where we hear whoever has the number one pick is cons- may consider Evan Mobley. Or, like, you'll just hear that stuff out there. Like, I think that might happen. Like, teams might be talking. There's always, it seems like, there's always a period during the thick of draft time where you hear about the other guy. That's not the guy that, there's the guy that's going number one. It's 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 out there. Everyone knows he's going to be number one. But then you hear about, like, what if they, then you hear, what if I'm hearing, I can't talk right now. I'm hearing this guy, there's interest, There's the team's showing interest in this guy. What if? This guy goes number one. There's always that period where it's like a little bit of doubt and who can be number one for like a week. Yeah. And then it snaps back and then you get close to the draft. It's like, oh, this guy's going number one the whole time. I, I think there could be a situation in which Mobley has talked about is possibly going number one. Uh, but I don't think there will be any credence to it. And I think that he will go number two. And I think it's going to be a lock. I wouldn't say that there, there's no credence to it, but what we said the other day was the balls on that GM to take Mobley over Cade, goodness gracious, you you must have some really strong job security. Yeah. Um, to me, there is like an internal like, well, maybe, and then you're like, okay, no, yeah, we got to go get Cade. Yeah. Because this is, he's obviously uh, franchise changing. I mean, that's how, that's how he's being viewed. I think Kevin O'Connor labeled him um, uh, as a second Kevin O'Connor shout out on the podcast today. Um as a, a franchise-changing um, offensive orchestrator. Agreed? Yeah, Cade, yes. But I'm going to be honest. Are, are we not saying that about Mobley? I wouldn't call because him I would orchestrator. Say, I would, like you said, he's a unicorn. Could we call him a powerhouse and a defensive anchor? Can we call him that? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to roll with that then. Can I give you a, another weird hypothetical? Sure. I was chew on this one. I'm watching this. I'm watching the game tonight, and I'm thinking, thinking about Mobley on this team, and I'm like, doing this little in, another uh, sort of uh, internal monologue about, is there anything that Plumley does better than Evan Mobley right now? I think he's a better passer. I do, but you other think than Mobley's that, he's a better passer than Cade. No, 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 no. You you didn't hear what I said. What I said. I'm I'm looking at Plumley. Maybe I worded it wrong. I apologize. I'm looking at Plumley, oh. and I'm like, "Is there anything that Plumley does better than Mobley?" And then I was like, "I think Mason's a better passer," but I think that's it. Yeah. I also, I think, uh, for being honest, I think Isaiah's right now better than Mason. And that's fair. Like we should probably so just, have the conversation soon if Isaiah should be starting. And we—that's another thing that you said was probably going to happen. This is why, this is why in December, in game number three, when Isaiah Stewart plays seven minutes, just wait, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. James tries to tell you, baby. I, I was there. I was, take it slow, I was a baby. proponent of it as well. I, am, I, I got over the whole minutes thing last year. 
Anyways, back down to earth. Here's the weird hypothetical. Would you trade DeAndre Ayton for Mobley? Who yes. says no there? Uh, the NBA, the who, who has Mobley in this? Oh, okay, so the we're NBA on the same draft page says then. no. Okay, so I'm really glad we're on the same yeah, page no, there because no, no. I thought I was being a little bit ridiculous no. there. Mobley's upside is higher than that of DeAndre Ayton's. Yes, and now we've seen DeAndre Ayton play. Not that he's not a Andre Ayton's a good player. He Mobley has again. I hate putting these titles on young guys. And let me go back. Speaking of that, I hate putting these titles on young guys, but Mobley has AD-type potential. Now, yeah, I want to go yeah, back to no, what I yeah. said when I said on, on the Houston game, I think, or maybe it was the Raptors. It was Houston game where I said, Sadiq reminds me of baby Kawhi. I saw that. I got up. I was on the train and read that and was like, what did I miss tonight? And I and – and I, I, I thought I did a good job of clarifying it, but you know how people like to take things you say and run with it as if you're saying that I'm comparing him to Kawhi as if I'm saying that he'll be Kawhi. No. The way they move, it's a little bit robotic, strength, just very kind of meticulous. Um, Kawhi's a better athlete. Sadiq's a better shooter. But you just see a little bit in their body movements, like just the way that they go about their business. You see a little bit of Kawhi in that. And I know people compare him to Paul Pierce, too. I see that as well. Uh, I hate always when we compare players, like always going for like tier one of comparisons. Like there's guys in tier three and four that were good NBA players that we can compare guys to. Um, mm-hmm. But like Sadiq, that's all I meant is like there's some robotic movement in a good way, meticulous strength. Um two-way potential like you just see a little bit of baby Kawhi, raw Kawhi. yeah he got met at the rim a few times kind of took you back to the beginning of the year when he was shooting like 10 percent on two pointers yeah he, like, he oh, didn't yeah. have a great job finishing tonight or sunday night sorry against chicago um but for the most part i, I mean i did a story on it he's vastly improved from inside the arc we also learned that Laurie Markkinen uh, cannot hang. If if it was a one-on-one all game, I don't know if Jeremy Grant's missing a shot and he's probably breaking Wilt's record. He was lighting up Markkinen. Then you look up, Markkinen Ooh. had a good game at the end, mm-hmm. by the end. Um, no surprise there. Jeremy's no more shooting Boylan, went so. south after the first quarter, but the whole team was just out of sync. It's not a surprise. It's literally how every game has gone this season. He's a first-half guy or he's a second-half guy, and he seldom puts it together for an entire game. Coincidentally, the last time he did – I well maybe it was Toronto. I wasn't watching the Toronto game. Was the last Chicago game when he had forty three? That was probably the most complete game that he had played up until that point of the season. I also want to bring this up really quick, uh, James. We're not going to go into it, but I just want to say this because I feel like people are going to be like, "Oh, you didn't talk about this thing." Uh, I have very strong feelings about what happened with Blake tonight, but because he only scored two points, I believe because it was only one game, I am giving him a week, and then I am unleashing my Blake my uh, my Blake stuff. Hold on. So are you guys? Ever- is it because he dunked? People are people are pissed. We're not talking about it right now because it was one game. Give me next Sunday. We'll come Dude. back to this. We're not going to talk about no, it. No, we Don't are. We're going to talk about it a little bit. He's six ten. Beat Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez off a head fake and had the whole lane. Yes, he can dunk. He's six ten. He can dunk by just jumping up an inch. It was not just the dunk. And we need to like chill out on that. He hasn't dunked since twenty nineteen. Because he played what seven games in December of 2019, he was out until until September until For October or November because he missed the first ten games of the 2020 season. 
Or wait. No, this is, wait, 19. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. 20. He went out in December. And he came back and then, this year. Yeah, it was, it was, he, he was gone for a year. Yeah, he played. So by the time he played in Detroit, so he got traded, or he got, uh, they told they they did their situation, what, game? He, I think he played 19 games in Detroit this year. Does that sound right? Around there. So really, he just didn't dunk for 19 games. No, you're right. You're not wrong. Like, Let's I'm giving it a week. People are going to see how he looks. He had two points and two rebounds in 15 minutes. Like he's. I'll tell you off the air, but I have very strong feelings. I'm giving it a week before I unleash because it's really not that serious. But I am. A, I have. You know, people are very worked up tonight. Um, I'm going to ask you another weird trade question. This is maybe just a personal one. Maybe people can ask really dumb question. Uh, I'm going to use Eric Name as an example. Shout out to Eric Buck because of the Bucks. The athletic. Yeah, he hasn't followed me back on Twitter yet, and it's kind of starting to piss me off. He probably has um, no idea who you are. Literally zero idea, but he has no idea what I've done for his team. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think it's his team, but yeah. True. So do you guys – I know that, you know, when you're working on the, the Derek stuff and uh, the Blake stuff, you're working directly with Shams. Like, that's what you do. Not do every you ever, time, but in those situations, No, no I know. Yeah. I'm saying that's why I listed specific examples, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you'll work with Shams directly, but do you ever just kind of text, uh, other guys around the league, like other writers for the athletic and just kind of bounce trades off of each other? Not even for story ideas or like, do you kind of trade information with each other? Like I'm using Eric as a, as an example because, okay, now DJ Wilson's off the board. The whole Wayne to Milwaukee thing kind of becomes weird. Oh, I've, you gotten, guys kinda t- I've gotten stuff put on my radar from uh, the opposed, like the co- for coworkers. Who cover yeah. a certain team that is involved? Yes. Is there anything that is like that you can retroactively talk about, or is it new stuff? Uh, we'll see after the deadline. Oh, so it's okay. So it is stuff that you can't talk yeah. about because that was one of the perks of the job. Then, so you get, I reckon. I mean, that's one of the perks of working at the Athletic. Yeah, where it's mm. we have beat writers covering every team pretty much, and we're all on the same team. And they ask, "Hey, have you heard this?" Or I'll ask them, "Hey, I've heard this. Did you hear this?" Or X, Y, and Z. Like, there's a bunch of news that I've given people. Like, hey, you should keep this on your radar. Or a bunch of stuff people have given me. Hey, you should check into this. And then I check into it. It checks out. And you got breaking news. But, yeah, there's a uh, – it's definitely one of – it's high up there on the perk list of working at The Athletic. Yeah, you have – I have a bunch of colleagues who kick ass and are plugged in and the best. I mean, I'm not being biased here, but a, a lot of the – writers best writers on particular beats work at the athletic so it's a great crutch to have especially early on in my career now it's not as much but definitely um i mean it's still super useful but like back then it was tremendously helpful yeah i i want to give you i know i gave you some props earlier you know make puts puts a smile on my face what every single time without fail people tweet you a lot talk about how good of a writer you are it really warms my heart. There's some and, very nice uh, followers and subscribers out there, and mm-hmm. I appreciate every single one of you. Makes me really happy because I'm like, and he wanted to do a podcast with me. So that <laughs> always makes me really happy. Um, you know what? kind of makes me mad, game though. Game recognized game. And I don't even think I'm that uh, good of a writer. I, people, I appreciate all that, but I'm, I'm my own hardest critic. Do you like talking more, or do you really like the writing? 
Um, I'll say that. Okay, I'll say this. If I'm getting paid the same, somebody says here you can get paid this same amount, but you get to choose if you want to write or podcast. I'm gonna choose podcast uh, because writing is super stressful. Take the old Bill Simmons route. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, it's 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 less work if we're being honest, and yeah, you can no, get the sure. same points across. But writing, there's something about writing a great feature that nobody else has. There's something writing about writing uh, just like cool stories that like you have an idea, you go through the process, you execute it, it comes out and people respond well to it. Like that, that feeling can't be beat and you can't duplicate it on a podcast really. Um, But if we're talking about strictly, if I'm going to get paid X amount for a year doing podcasting or writing, uh, I would, I would take podcasting. Sure. But I think anybody, I think you ask anybody that question, I'd say 80% of those people would say the same thing because it's writing is stressful and it takes a lot out of you. Hate it. Hate it. Hated it. It, I I wrote a few stories that like went off, you know, that did really, really well in terms of the numbers. You probably, well, no, I'm sure that I have, I've had a few that even you'd be like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Oh, I'm sure. Um, You have to remember, like, we're a subscription site. So it's like, true. If I have 4,000 reads, that might not seem like a lot, but that likely means I have four thousand subscribers. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if they're and if well, that joke's stupid. Never mind. It's, but it's yes. different than when um, it's behind a paywall. Yeah, the, the reads aren't going to be as high as somebody not behind a paywall. Right. But that's not so, what our goal is. I want to wrap up on a few things. Uh, one. Well, it is our actually, goal. We want to take over the world. Yes, we would love to have a million people reading our story. Sorry, but it's a different model. Do you remember that? You want to know what my first introduction to the athletic was? What was there? There was a bunch of memes going around. Like I've, uh, I'm joining the athletic. Like <laughs> yeah, that was KD a big meme. thing because everybody was going to the athletic, yeah. and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then I found out what it was, and I was like, Oh, I'll read some of this stuff. And I was like, Money? I don't have a job. So <laughs> I was like, Boo, the athletic, boo. And now I'm like, Hey, athletic, you guys, you hiring? You need some some uh, need, some vocal talent? Some yeah. Um, we're gonna end on a few things. They're actually both from the same article. Okay. Which do I lead with first? It's kind of pissing me off. John Hollinger wrote a really good piece a week, week and a half ago. wasn't quite two weeks ago, I don't think. Time's weird right now. Why is nobody talking about the fact that Josh Hart might come to Detroit? Why am I the only one who's banging (laughs) this drum? John Hollinger said it. He said, like, watch out. This might happen. I said it, and people were like, where did you read this? Why is nobody talking about that? He could have said... Uh, the the Pistons are looking at uh, bringing in Kylo Quinn, and the people would have Kylo Quinn, and everybody would have been all I over. And people would have been. Rebuilding. This is yeah, this is so weird. They, oh, the Pistons are looking at Jameer Nelson again. Wow, I was a, but Josh Hart, a guy who could actually help this culture and help this team for years to come. What the hell? <laughs> Why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, what's going on? Did I did I misread something? I think. There was, I think there was some tongue in cheek to Holland, what Hollander said, and I definitely think he didn't just say it just to say it, just to, because he made the the DMV connection. Like, I, I would, what did I get punked or something? <laughs> I would imagine, from people I've talked to, New Orleans really likes Josh Hart. So I, uh, cool. And I don't but know if Detroit has a enough to to get Josh Hart. What's this? I uh, I don't know what the I'm, price would be, but I know it, you're not trading any of the rookies, right? No. I don't think he's getting the mid-level. I think he'll get more than that. I do, too. But you're not trading the rookies. And no. so who does that leave? The, if the New Orleans likes See? them, they're not going to just this? take 
They don't need Mason. They don't need DeLon. No. They have. They just locked up Steven Adams. Yeah, they definitely they don't have need Jackson Mason. Hayes. Well, could they use DeLon because Eric Bledsoe stinks? I mean, yeah, but is that enough? Uh, can't Josh Hart just play those Bledsoe minutes? They're going to trade Lonzo. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. You know, Lonzo's can I bring this hooping. up too? I want to bring this up. It's quite weird. I listen to a lot of broadcasts around the league. I think I because it's it's whatever stream you can find. If you if you're in the streaming game, you know how it goes. You can't always listen to to George and Greg. Sometimes you just can't. If you find a stream that works, you just roll with it. So I listen to a lot of road broadcasts. People talk about trades a lot. Like I've rumors. noticed that too. Like, I think that's I think that's a new thing. Okay, I'm was I was like, have I just been watching George and Greg for so long that and they just never do it, and I just never knew that other people did it. They don't do it they, as much as other people. A lot of other announcers. Uh, speculate. The Bulls brought up the Lonzo stuff today. The stuff that Kevin O'Connor really? reported about about Tomas Sandoransky and the and multiple seconds. They Stacy King and the other guy. They brought that up on the Bulls broadcast. I think I, I like it because it's, no, I love it's it. impossible I just think to it's, ignore. Where did like this come people from? are on the internet and people know about the, your viewers who are watching this. The most know, and there's a lot that don't because there's a bunch of forty and ups that don't do the whole internet thing and just watch the game. So that that might not even be on their radar. Um, I like that. Just embrace the times. And no, I, I love it. I don't think you should do it distasteful. Um, like, like when the Celtics are like, "Oh, give them four first round picks for Jeremy Grant." Yeah, you said it, not stuff. me. But yeah, st- stuff like that. I think I like it. Embrace the times. Talk about that stuff. Um, what was your other uh, question? You know what? How, it's oh, it's not a question. In that same piece. Hollinger uh, gave out his like rookie of the week or rookie of the yeah. month award. I think he it was does that. And I think there'll be a new. Uh, when you're listening to this, there should be a new column up. You want to guess who it was? Was it Sadiq that week? No. Same division. Uh, Sam Merrill. I don't remember. You're, you are uh, close. If you think about it, you're close. He's so far out of your mind that, like, and as soon as I say, you're like, oh, Dylan Windler. Oh, yeah, it was Dylan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw that, but I was so hyped about the Josh Hart thing. But here's what I'm going to say. I just want to I want to say this about the Josh Hart thing. You add him as a rebounder. Wait, isn't this Dylan's second Ooh. year? Uh, He didn't play last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was out. Yeah, he, I don't remember what injury it was, but yeah, he he didn't play. Yeah, that's right. That's why the preseason was so big. Everyone's watching Lamelo's first game in Charlotte. And and I'm like, give Dylan me w- Dylan Windler. Yeah. His his first uh, three shots were like air balls and off the side of the backboard, <laughs> and I was like, yes, <laughs> more. Where did he go again? Um, what mid major school? Monmouth. 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 I never know how yeah, to say Monmouth. It. Monmouth or Monmouth. Yeah, Monmouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe that's where he went. Yeah. Um, hey, I learned something today. I never knew this. I texted my brother about this. Maybe I, I maybe I just wasn't in the know. Where did DeMontis Sabonis go to go to school? He went to uh um Oh he went uh Dylan Win- Dylan Windler went to uh uh Belmont. Belmont, that's, that's what, what it was. They were right. in the I remember they were in the tournament with him. Um DeMontis, don't tell me. He Can I give you a hint? Yeah, give me a hint cuz I Ties into something I've actually said in this episode. Yeah, he went to Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Gonzaga, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it kind of disproves my theory a little bit because I'm a huge Sabonis guy. Yeah, I forgot he went to Gonzaga. Um, yeah, I, I straight up didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't forget. I didn't know that. I forgot. Um, 
Anyways, uh, so yeah, Dylan Windler won that. I feel like there was another point. Oh, yeah, it was on the Josh Hart thing. You had him as a rebounder on this team, and oh my goodness, look out. That is special. But you want to talk about the money thing. Uh, it kind of goes back into what I was saying and what you were trying to say. You don't have a lot of contracts that you could move. That damned Troy Weaver and his fiscal responsibility. Spend a little bit more money so we can go after this guy on guys that are kind of like meh. On, on, on expiring deals. That's what I that's what I need from you, Troy. Overpay for some guys a little bit so that we can find ourselves in a situation where we can actually trade for some cool dudes. Don't put everybody on these really team friendly contracts and, blah, 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 and, uh, I think and make them all front loaded. I blah. think that's some of the thinking in getting Delon too. Um, you're seeing less and less of the guy who makes seven to ten million a year, and those mm-hmm. are the deals that you kind of need to get to to bigger kind like if you can get a few of those like you might not necessarily need to have trade a bit you know what i mean you don't have to you can p- yeah. package two or three two mason a mason plumley into the delon get you to 16 million you know um, sure so like i think those deals i think that was party part of the thinking in getting delon is his contract is one of those team friendly ones that you don't see as much anymore that can help you execute a trade at, the other thing is push come to shove yeah they gave they maxed Brandon Ingram. They're gonna max Zion. Yep. Uh if they don't trade Lonzo, I they're not gonna let him walk. They're not gonna max him. They're either gonna let him walk or they're still gonna pay him more than the the rookie scale deal that he's on now. Of course. where's that Josh Hart money coming from? I don't think Josh is getting stupid paid. Like No, but even if he gets the mid level the bill adds up for guys who aren't delivering a championship for uh, yeah, but you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about maxing Zion for another three years, four years. So what are you putting a Josh you do, Josh on a three year deal? You do Josh and Lonzo on three year deals. The timeline just gets really, really weird, and I and you know I don't want to keep focusing on. You, can I say one more thing about Mobley, and then we'll and then we'll head out? Yeah. You know what I you know what I think I like about him. You know what I think? You know what I think I'm so drawn to him is because he's everything that I've ever thought Harry Giles would be, and that is the honest to god truth. As like a, you can shake your head at me all you want, but like that true um, uh, rim protector who's like a three level scorer who can make these ridiculous. Pa- Honestly, I'm not. I'm. I apologize because I. I always inexplicably bring up one of my guys in every single episode. Last week it was Colin. I. I Right, I, I guess I have mentioned Willis, so I apologize. I don't mean to always do that, but on a real on a real level, that is why I like Evan Mobley so much. Is because I see so much in him when I thought Harry Giles could have been, and that is uh, really exciting to me. And I, I want him. I, I think I'll is. say it. Damn it, I want him. I want Evan Mobley. Well, you might have your wish. We'll see. Alrighty, James. I don't know. If you're listening to that, I don't know how to respond to Harry Giles' talk because he probably listens to this because you're his number one fan. And he knows you. He liked one of your tweets. He listened or he saw one of my recaps. That's what what it was. was. Yeah, he saw one of my recaps because I said, now I understand why, you know, every Sacramento Kings fan always talks about uh, why doesn't Harry Giles play more? Well, he just showed you why he should play more. Because he like lit up Detroit for a little bit. I actually did. We end up winning that game. I don't remember. It was a really meaningless game to a lot of people, but it meant a lot to me. Um, alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, I, 
I apologize, James. Do you have any closing thoughts? I do not. Um, are we going to do our albums? I don't have one. I, I don't have one. It's been a long day. I don't have one. Um, okay. I'll just throw one out there. Let me grab one, and whatever I grab out of the stack is what we're going with. You know what? Actually, I think I already did this one, so let's not do it. I already did that one. Just do black and brown. No, we already did that. I already Wow, I've grabbed two albums that I've already... Um, this is not good podcasting. Group Love came out with another record. I have oh no, go listen to the new uh Bieber record. It's real good. Just go listen to that. <sighs> All right. So I'm gonna go with don't listen to what he just said. Yeah, don't go listen to the Justin. It's I like him, but don't listen to it. Homeboy Sandman. Okay. Interesting story, this gentleman. From Brooklyn or Queens, one of the two. I believe Queens. He if I recall, and he's been out for now. 2010, 2008, early, late 2000s, early 2010s. I'm sorry, late 2000s, early 2010, if that makes any sense. If I recall, he has a master's or PhD, well-educated man that out of, once he got out of college just like became an underground rapper. And I think he was like a teacher in New York or something while he was rapping. But he's like 6'5". Um... He looks kind of Hispanic. He looks mixed. He looks kind of Arabic. It's Homeboy Sandman, so it's a dope name. Mm. But he has an album, The Good Son. If you're into, like, rapidy rap, like, lyricist, Homeboy Sandman is as good as he as they come. He has a unique voice. His flow is kind of crazy. But, is like, he's very intricate rapper and very says really cool stuff and very um, – uh, not ed- educated ways, but very. Uh, what's it called when you have? I'm. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> just a very smart rapper, but not like boring smart. Intellectual. Intellectual. It, he he gives you I- intricate raps in a cool way. That's if some other person did it, it might be boring. But he his voice, his cadence, and the words he chooses are dope. The Homeboy Sandman, The Good Son. I actually haven't listened to this album in quite some time. The album cover is really dope. I'll show it to you, Nick. Um, Ooh. Him underwater, just his face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, check that out. And please let me know what you think if you have heard it or if you listen to listen to it for the first time. Um, I'll recommend if you want to start a song before you decide if you want to dive into the album, Calm Tornado, if I recall, was my favorite from this. So Homeboy Sandman, The Good Son. Start with Calm t- Tornado, and then dive into the album if you like that. I'm actually going to listen to this gentlemen. I haven't listened to this there. in a while. <laughs> uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review if you're feeling generous. Be sure to subscribe. I guess I have to wait for James to put the record away Sorry. so we can sign off the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you guys in the next one piece the beat is fire that you're about to listen to because i made it and it's one of my favorite beats i made a while and shit goes peace